if you can learn as an investor to view things from the perspective of standing on the edge of a coin, that allows you to peer over both sides. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome back to another edition of the Actively Passive Investing Show. As always, I'm your host, and I am again with Travis Watts. Travis, how are you doing? Theo, doing great. Happy to be here as always. Yeah, me too. And today we're going to talk about another one of Travis's blogs entitled Simple But Not Easy, The Investing Mindset, and talk about really how to simplify things and essentially not waste time (laughs) while you're investing. That's going to be the main theme of the conversation today. So as always, I'll let Travis kick it off by explaining why it is he wrote this blog post, where this idea came from. Sure. Seems to be a trend right now. Maybe it's just me, but as I go through different blogs and topics and shows, I keep seeing this theme of 
starting over again? Or what advice would you have given yourself years ago? And if you had it all to do over, what would you do differently? All that kind of stuff, which is really what prompted this post. So I got to thinking, all right, I got started in 2009 in terms of real estate investing. And this is just some things I really wish I had known. It would have changed a lot of different strategies and trajectories, so to speak. And for those that don't know, basically, here's the bullet points to my first six years in real estate. Really complicated, really complex. It was a constant learn, 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 try something, realize you don't like it, start over from scratch, learn, 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 try something, it fails, start over from scratch. And I made it very complex. I tried to go too hard, too fast, basically. Wasted a lot of time, wasted a lot of energy, almost gave up a couple of times, quite frankly, just in frustration. So it was six years of hassle. Okay. And so what this blog is really about is to hopefully give some perspective, some mindset, which is kind of the title here. It's simple, but not easy. It's an investor mindset that's really helped me overcome these hurdles. And the analogy that I thought of, I'll share this and then I'll turn it back to you real quick, but is like if I was tasked to dig a ditch, well, it's kind of like I just jumped right in and started using a rock and started digging with a rock. And then I learned, say a month later, oh, there's such thing as a hand trowel. Well, that's a lot easier. And then I did that for a while. And then I thought, wait a second, there's something called a shovel. That makes it a whole lot easier. And then someone finally said, look, man, there's something called a backhoe. And that'll really cut the learning curve for you. (laughs) And that's kind of how I see it in an analogy form is that was my real estate experience up through multifamily. So I guess I'll turn it back to you. With that said, any thoughts to that? Has there been something in your life that's similar where you jumped in and did a lot of things perhaps wrong or in an inefficient way and learned later, hey, it's a lot easier if I just did this? (laughs) Yeah, I think I have. A really solid example. So when I first started investing, I jumped right in. I heard about it from a friend and had a property under contract within two or three days. And that property itself was fine. So the lesson isn't necessarily from that. But once I was done, I caught that real estate bug and I was obsessed. And I remember I was living in Cincinnati at the time. And the plan was to start doing off-market direct mail campaigns. So I went to the auditor site. And again, I didn't know anything. I never read any books. I was like, well, I need to get a list. I need to make a list. So I start going onto the auditor site every weekend and Saturdays. I'd spend hours in the coffee shop, the Excel document, going parcel by parcel, street by street, manually entering in data into this Excel document, address, owner, name, property value. <laughs> I did this for, I don't know how long. I created this weeks, maybe even months, for so long. I would do other things as well. that were also a waste of time, but that was the one thing that really stuck out to me. And I remember, this is so frustrating. I'm never going to be able to get all these addresses doing this. There's just too many. There's tens of thousands of parcels in Cincinnati. There's got to be an easier way to this. And so I start messing around on the website and I realized that you can email them and they'll give you a temporary two-week login and you can have access to the backend. I'm not necessarily sure what you have access to, but essentially you log in, you select their tax list, you hit download and you download <laughs> every single parcel. So what took me months and months and months to do in part, I could do in two seconds. So that's my example of a complete waste of time. <laughs> and the biggest problem there too, I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday is that not only was I wasting my time, but I also wasted that initial zeal you get when you first get into real estate and you're super excited and you have so much energy. And instead of 
directing the energy towards something productive, I directed it towards something which was a complete waste of time. The classic example of that analysis paralysis to a point. And then also that just reminded me of one of the first jobs I ever had, which was a call center job. And I was, again, just to use the example of simple, but not easy. So simple task, we need to track the attendance of all the employees. Pretty simple, right? Makes sense. Yeah, but it wasn't easy. They had no software to do it. So one of my first job was to manually, to your point, like I had all these spreadsheets and these real-time analyzers and I'm constantly having to move stuff or all day long, like a manual labor person trying to track in real time the attendance and who's late and who's a no-call, no-show. <laughs> it was like, what a joke. <laughs> oh, you totally understand. And as I said, analysis paralysis is kind of the perfect example of that where you're just constantly underwriting deals and you don't know why yeah. you're doing it. You know what the end goal is going to be. You're not even at the point where you can even do a deal. And there's so many examples of this. So now that we've kind of given both of our examples, do we kind of go into what's the right way to do this? What's the right mindset to have when you're approaching these types of things, whether it be, you know, you said a job, something in your personal life, or mm-hmm. more importantly, passively investing? Yeah. I see this all the time too on bigger pockets. I'm a fairly active member on that platform. And there's a lot of confusion, quite frankly, especially for folks getting started, which again is kind of what this blog was all about. So what I mean is there's a lot of complexity in the modern world. As you well know, there's so much marketing and so many different programs, so many different points of view. In one scroll of whatever, Instagram or or Facebook or something, you're going to see Bitcoin trading courses, flipping houses, buy and hold. No, forget about buy and hold. Do the short-term stuff. Oh, never do short-term stuff because of taxes. Do this. And it can be very overwhelming. And without a doubt, I point this out on the blog, you're always going to come across people who have extreme points of view on anything. So the question is then, how do you sort that out? How do you not fall for the trap of getting caught in analysis paralysis, so to speak? So I love this. This is like a 2,000-year-old quote by Marcus Aurelius, which we talked about on stoicism and real estate. He says, everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact. And everything we see is a perspective but not the truth. And I love that because it makes you kind of zoom out a little bit and just think, because sometimes people are very persuasive, very salesy, and and you can just get drawn right into that. It's a definite truth and it's just an opinion and it's just one approach. So that's one thing from a high level, from the mindset of an investor that can help a lot. So to simplify that, just avoid extreme points of view. If somebody comes out and says, look, Avoid real estate at all costs. It doesn't work. It's the worst asset class. Well, that's way too extreme. There are endless examples of millionaires and billionaires who are in real estate. Yes. So it does work. It works for some. And then on the flip side, if someone comes out and says, look, real estate's the only thing to be in. There's no other asset class. Forget about everything in the world except real estate. Well, there's probably not a ton of truth to that either. Maybe it's a balance of a multitude of things that you invest in and real estate being just one aspect of that. So I love this about Robert Kiyosaki. We talk about him all the time, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the Rich Dad Company. Listening to Robert speak in modern time, I don't know when he came out with this, maybe 2019 or something through today. He always talks about the three sides to a coin. Most people obviously think two sides, heads or tails. Well, there's the edge. And I love this concept because if you can learn as an investor to view things from the perspective of standing on the edge of a coin 
that allows you to peer over both sides to listen to the guy saying real estate's the only thing in the world to be in and to listen to the guy or gal saying you should avoid real estate at all costs. And then you can make an opinion yourself based on the facts of looking at both sides and making a decision. I think that's critical. He obviously does a much better job at explaining this concept, but hopefully that makes sense just from a high level that you have to be able to see both sides of the coin. You have to be able to hold opposing thoughts in your mind to be able to make a decision there. So I'll pause there just for a minute. Do you have any thoughts on that? Have you heard of that before or anything come to mind off those comments? Yeah, I, I think I've heard the coin idea before, but I really like what you said. And I say this all the time. It is the truth. And that I talk to people all the time on the podcast. I interview people every week. And every time I talk to someone, they're doing something different. They're investing in a different type of asset class. They're implementing a different strategy. And again, this is just in real estate. And they've all reached some level of success, right? And so you can be successful in any asset class as a passive investor or as an active investor. The possibility is there. The thing that makes one person successful and someone else not successful kind of comes down to a lot of things, but it kind of just comes down to the strategies and the tactics. And as you said, doing the simple things that work. So that kind of brings us to the other thing you're talking about, which is a coin analogy. Because again, it's not like the person who says real estate is the only thing to invest in or someone that says never invest in real estate. It's not like every single thing that they say is going to be that extreme or something that you want to ignore. There could be something good that you can get from what they're talking about. And so you don't want to be someone that as of the mindset of, well, real estate is the only thing to invest in. So if someone who says you shouldn't invest in real estate, I'm not going to listen to anything that they say. Everything they say is wrong, right? So no, you can't look at it that way. You have to realize that you're going to be able to find something valuable and really anyone you talk about, even something really small or something huge. And so you don't need to automatically just discount someone just because they're like that. But at the same time, on the other end, it seems that the people that are like that, that are those extremes, that they're very attractive to people, right? Because I want to be on that team. And again, I'm trying to avoid that and saying, okay, well, I can think that real estate is good. I can maybe only invest in real estate and even think that I should only invest in real estate, but at the same time, still realize that this person who's investing in maybe something else might have some technology or software or some mindset tactic or maybe something in their personal life that could help you a better real estate investor. So I think that's totally true. And what's nice about some of the things we talk about in this show is that they obviously apply to passive investing, but if you kind of think about it deeper, it applies to a lot more than just your business or your real estate. You can apply this to fitness or, or your personal life or relationships or really whatever. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, it's perfect. And that totally with the title of our show, the Actively Passive Show, most of what we're talking about on all these episodes are the active components to being a passive investor. When we talk about passive investing, what we're not talking about is just, I'm going to throw a bunch of money in a 401k, not look at it, not think about it, not really understand it, and just hope for the best because I'm passive, I'm hands off. It's being the educated, intelligent, actively pursuing passive investing. So to your point, this can apply to passive investing, active investing, anything in life, really. But these are the active components that I feel are most important for people to pick up on. So Let's dissect it a little bit further. So simple, but not easy. <laughs> so if you have a goal and let's use a simple goal. I put this in the blog. I want to build wealth, period. That's my goal, right? It's not a very good goal because it's not very definable, but if that's my goal. So here's the thing. So it's easy, right? It's easy in the sense of, well, 
make money, spend less than you earn and invest the difference. There's your formula. It's the same thing with, I want to lose weight. That's my goal. Well, pretty easy, right? Diet, exercise, end of the story right there. (laughs) But it's not that simple because how do I make money? What do I invest in? How much do I need to save? There's a lot of other components to that. And that's kind of to our theme. So consistency and self-education is the next segment of the blog that I talk about because there's other elements that are necessary to reaching your goals. So we talk a ton about self-education on our show. We talk about reading and podcasts and books and finding mentors and keeping up with industry-related news. And that's self-education, right? It's being a student of your own life, and it doesn't stop when you get your college degree or your high school degree. It continues on. That's something that you just have to implement to be successful long-term. The consistency, this one's kind of interesting because we don't really talk about this a whole lot, but... I hear all the time by talking to investors of all types and sorts and ages, I like to ask people about their goals. And one I hear all the time on the passive investing front is, well, I want to have, and they'll just drop a number. I want to have $10,000 a month passive income. That's my goal. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But here's the thing. (laughs) Too many folks try to get there too quickly, kind of like I did. Everyone, of course, would love to have to get rich quick, right? Except here's how you should probably look at that. If your goal is 10,000 a month passive income and you're sitting here today at zero, learn how to make $100 a month in passive income. So how do you do that? All right, let's use a simple number example. So if you put $15,000 to work passively in any kind of deal, I'm not specifying anything in particular, any kind of real estate or a a REIT, real estate investment trust, high dividend paying stock, whatever. Let's say you get an 8% annualized return. So 15,000 at 8% a year is $100 a month in passive income. There's goal number one. You got to take this in steps. Learn how to do that. Master that process. Understand the philosophy and why you're doing it and all of that. Then you step up to the next level. Okay, I've made 100 a month. How do I make 1,000 a month? And you're continuing learning the same process. And it gets quicker and quicker and quicker. And then you step up from 1,000 a month passive income to 10,000 a month passive income. Really, believe it or not, even though that seems like a big jump, it actually gets easier and easier to do this stuff. But the trick is staying consistent. So self-education combined with consistency. So the famous quote we use all the time, or I do at least on podcast, is Tony Robbins' famous quote that most people overestimate what they can achieve in one year, but they underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. So you have to set realistic timeframes for things. Again, back to weight loss. Everyone wants to lose 50 pounds in one month, but hold on a second. What if you just said 50 pounds over 18 months? It's a lot more reasonable and achievable. So just be patient. Just take your time with it. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, I got three things I want to say to that. So the last thing you said about the Tony Robbins quote, about you can accomplish more in a decade than you can think. Something that I remember Joe and I talked about back when we used to do Fall on Fridays is this idea that I think is very, very helpful. And if you can do this, you'll kind of accomplish everything we're talking about. If you can just make this one tweak to your mindset, which is when you're doing things every single day and taking action, think in terms of decades as opposed to weeks or months or years. I'm not saying don't set weekly goals or have an agenda for the day or to set yearly goals. What I'm saying is that whenever you're doing something, for example, as you mentioned, working on getting $100 a month in passive income or whatever it happens to be, attempt to convince yourself that 
you're not going to realize the fruits of these things for 10 years or 15 years. So if after a year, nothing happens, you're not at $100, you're not at $1,000, you're not at $10,000, then you're not going to freak out and just stop. You can say, okay, well, I told myself I'm not going to accomplish this for 10 years or whatever. So I know that they could possibly make you not really do anything and take action and be slow, but it's for people who have a hard time with that patience and really want to get there faster and faster and faster. And it's just not going to happen. And even if it does, it's not going to work out because the perfect example would be you win the lottery and then you lose it all. Right? You need to have the mindset built up slowly over time to handle that much weight in a sense. And so a way to tactically do this is the second thing I want to talk about, which is the concept of 50-50 goals, which we have a blog post on and a couple of podcast episodes on. And really quickly, whenever you're setting a goal, whether it be a yearly goal or a monthly goal, whatever, 50% of the success is based off of actually achieving whatever that number is. So if the goal is to make $100 in passive income in the next six months, then half that goal would be getting $100 in passive income. The other half of that goal would be learning some new skill, some new tactic, finding some new software, something that you can take away from that process that will help you achieve something similar in the future. And so maybe you found a, a really good blog that analyzes, I don't know, high dividend stocks or something. And maybe you don't have the money to invest, but now you know, okay, I'm going to go to this website to get information. And then the third thing I wanted to say is something that I learned recently. You talked about being consistent and self-educating. What happens if you tell yourself, well, I don't have time to do any of this stuff, right? One thing that helped me was looking back you can go as far back as you want, but just think back to maybe when you were in college, whenever you weren't investing and you wasted a lot of time and tell yourself how you had no issue spending five hours watching Netflix in a row or staying up until three o'clock in the morning playing video games, right? Which is completely unproductive work. But then when it comes to you know, the end of the night, I'm tired. I don't want to read or I don't want to do something and I make an excuse and I go to bed. Why well, did make that same excuse when I was doing something stupid back in the day? So if you could spend a couple of hours watching a movie or like me spend way more than multiple hours playing video games at night, then you can spend an hour reading about passive investing or reading about actively investing or reading about whatever, or starting a meetup group or, or doing something that's actually going to get you closer to your goal. So that's really helped me out. So now at night when a voice starts talking in my head as you can just go to bed or you can do something else, like, no, I used to stay up till three in the morning. <laughs> so if I have not accomplished what I need to do for the day, then I'm going to stay up and finish it. Even if it's until three in the morning, which never happens, of course, but just the, the idea of it is very, yeah. very helpful to me accountability. I love all three of those points. Number two, what came to mind is that I couldn't agree more. What we're doing on this show, hopefully <laughs> for listeners, is helping you build a foundation, a particular philosophy and a mindset. The foundation is key. You mentioned lottery winners who win and then lose it all. That's such a classic example. Why? There was no financial foundation. They never took the time to learn about investing or about personal finance or about budgeting. So what happens when you take an individual like that and say, well, here's $10 million in your bank, they go and blow it. <laughs> Pro athletes and actors and actresses, so many people that make this incredible amount of money. We've talked about this before, about a billionaire frugality and all this. All of these examples of the Mike Tysons that make $300 million and go broke and the Johnny Depps that make even more than that and go broke and the pro athletes, endless examples. So you have to build a foundation. And this is why so many successful high net worth individuals, when they're asked, what happens if you lose everything and start over, which is the theme of this blog? Oh, I'll be back in 10 years. Don't worry about it. Why? They have a foundation. They know what to do. They just got to put themselves back in the game 
and then regrind and rebuild the connections and the team. And they already know about investing and ROI and risk tolerance and all this. So it's so important. My closing thought here is to ignore the overnight success stories that we all hear in the media. This thought that you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, that you're just going to hone down in your dorm room and create a new software and sell it, become a billionaire. Yeah, sure, it happens. Statistically, though, it's not going to happen to you. (laughs) And that's the thing, not to be Debbie Downer or a big discourager, but don't bank on that as your ultimate success plan, right? At least maybe have a backup plan if that doesn't work out and learn a little bit about investing along the way. So that classic saying, shoot for the moon. And even if you don't land there, you're in the stars or whatever, you know, at least you're along the journey. So that's kind of my closing thoughts on this. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. I think this is a very helpful episode. Most people, if you're at the point where you can passively invest, you might know a lot of these things already, but still, as you said earlier, you might learn something new and that's all I have. So Travis, again, thanks for writing this blog post and coming on here today and dissecting it and going into more detail with me on it as always. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. And until then, have a best ever day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Theo. Thanks, everybody. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com.